I want to talk to you about coronavirus. It's the issue that's really taken us all and grabbed us by the scruff of our neck and shaken us about rather severely. And are we panicking unnecessarily or is it really something pretty awful? Let me kick off by telling you an old Iraqi joke. It's one I've told before. It's my favorite Iraqi joke. And it's pertinent in its way. The thing is, there was this old man, and he was quite a character. He'd been good all of his days. And the archangel Gabriel looked down and saw this fellow and thought, I will give him a reward. And he'd had a word with the other angels. Do you think it's okay? Can we give him a reward before he dies, before he <laughs> starts to kick up daisies, before he heads for the kingdom of heaven? Let's give him a prize. And the other angels said, sure, why not? For goodness sake, yes. So they did decide to do precisely that, and the archangel Gabriel went down and saw the old man. And he said, man, you have been a saint. Now, what can I do for you? What can I give you as a reward for your goodness, for your great goodness? And the old Iraqi, who was living in Baghdad at the time, said, well, you know, I've always wanted to visit Hawaii. Hawaii, I want to visit Hawaii, but I'm afraid of flying. Would you build me a causeway from here to Hawaii? You are the Archangel Gabriel. After all, you could do it. And the Archangel Gabriel looked at the man and he said, just a, just a minute. And then he had a little word with the other angels. He said, you know, it's a bit steep, wouldn't you say? Very, very disruptive. So he went back to the old man and he said, let's build you something else let's do something else because you know is is there nothing else you would like and the old man mused a, a moment thought about things a moment and he looked at the archangel gabriel and he said okay i know something else i'd like make baghdad like it was when i was a boy when you know how it was we would eat goof at the side of the river and recite poetry, drink whiskey, and the whole world was so beautiful, and everybody would walk and promenade at the side of the road, and everything was magnificent. You remember, you remember how it was in Baghdad in those happy days before. And the Archangel Gabriel looked up at the other angels and then looked back at the old man and sighed. And he said, Okay, so how wide do you want this causeway? Which is relevant to coronavirus, because I tell you one thing, I'm supposed to go and spend Easter with my daughter, me and Veronica, my wife, and my daughter lives in Berlin, and we shan't be flying, not us two wrinklies. No, I mean, I guess we're prize candidates for it, aren't we? <laughs> given our age and given the fact that we've both had health issues, I've had cancer, my wife has had 
has multiple sclerosis. So, no, uh, we shan't be flying. We shan't be romping around airports. We'll just go easy by car. We'll drive to Germany. We won't ask for a causeway to be built across the English Channel. We will take a ferry, but we will drive to Germany because it's a matter of being cautious. Now, it's not... I, I was listening to somebody on the television, actually, just yesterday who was saying we have to deal with fear because people are panicking about food supplies and such. It's not fear. It's common sense. Common sense, given the circumstances. People need to be be sensible. So, yes, you need to stock up on food and so on. I mean, it would be hugely inconvenient if you had to self-isolate uh, for two weeks and you didn't have proper food in the house. Yes, it's absolute common sense. And it's, 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 you know, it's a given. And the idea that, that this is some form of hysteria, no. People need to be sensible with the coronavirus. They should not be taking flights and unnecessarily if they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Of course they shouldn't because uh, airports and such are a problem. I went with my wife to the cinema yesterday. We went out and had a lovely meal. We went with friend, uh, well, a friend, and we made a big splash-up thing of it because it's the last time we'll be going for a little while. Yeah, because, for goodness sake, no, it's not sensible. Well, so my, my aging mother is in hospital. You know, I don't want to give her something. So we, and there's an exponential rise in this thing. Okay, so the actual death rate may be modest, but, but not so modest for wrinklies. Okay, so children may not be affected, but wrinklies like me certainly, you know, we're vulnerable. So why should we, why should we take a risk? And uh, a lot of things I will be careful about, largely because my wife, my mother, I don't want them to get this thing. I'm sure I'd be fine. But oh, saying that, my goodness, it's it's curious, isn't it? It's really hitting men more than women. Have you noticed that? Big time, there's a huge difference between the number of men who die and the number of women. and that. But that may be a Middle Eastern thing. It may be because the smoking uh, is greater amongst men. It may be because men go about more and women tend to be confined to the house. I don't know. It's a curious, curious, curious situation, but certainly a fact. The issue of coronavirus is one we should all be engaged with. And, of course, they're the obvious things everybody's coming out with. Wash your hands frequently. God, we should have done that before now. I remember, who's that guy? Um, anyway, one of the big executives of uh, <laughs> the big social media companies. My uh, my buddy saw him. I mean, he's, he's given huge amounts to charity, so we shouldn't slag him off. But my buddy... Um, Mark saw this guy in the loo. Uh, they were in the same fancy hotel. And the guy didn't wash his hands. I mean, so many men don't wash their hands after having a pee. For goodness sake. You see them walk out of the loo. Well, hopefully this will be a wake-up call for male hygiene. 
I guess it's pretty disgusting, isn't it, really, when you think about it. And it's uh, it's a male male proclivity, laziness on that on the score of personal hygiene. No, it is something we need to change, and that's another reason, perhaps, that more men are getting coronavirus than women. We're just dirty. Well, it's got to face it. I mean, it's a fact. So uh, we got to behave a little better. If the crisis continues, we should, if you're over 50 years of age, and 50 seems to be the cutoff point. I know predominantly uh, it's a disease of the 60s and 70s, but but 50 is when you begin to get it seriously. I mean, my, my daughter's been in northern Italy and reporting on this for one of the big international newspapers. And, um, yeah, 50 is the cutoff point. And so, you know, you have to watch it if you're over 50. Under 50, you don't have to care, except you want to be nice to the over 50s and keep some good personal hygiene. All these face masks don't matter a damn, of course. They don't make a tinker's cuss worth of difference. It's just cosmetic, or unless you're going to... It was always the same. I mean, even in the common cold, they did studies of the common cold years ago. I remember reading them. And the Americans were doing these things. You get the infection of the common cold. How do you get it? By shaking hands. It always has been the case. That's the predominant way of transmission. Not by kissing, not by... Well, of course, if you kiss somebody full on, then you would you would catch any disease they had, no doubt. But, but not by the kiss in greeting, not by... Not by not by sneezes. In in those days, I mean, that study was done years ago. In those days, of course, the second largest form of transmission was the telephone, because people would share office telephones. The mobiles weren't so prevalent. But the biggest form of transmission always through history has been the handshake. And so the need to avoid... How difficult it is to avoid touching your face when you touch... I try... I mean, I, my wife was telling me off last night, and her friend, they were both telling me off... I do it all the time. Touch my lips, touch my eyes, touch my nose. Just subconsciously, without even thinking, when I'm chatting, you watch yourself and you'll do the same. It's very hard to avoid that, and that's how the infection comes, of course, from the hand to the face. Well, you know that. It's a good opportunity for us to reform our personal habits. Good opportunity to give up smoking, if you're a smoker, for goodness sake. Uh, because, of course, people with with weak lungs or weak hearts are more vulnerable and it is therefore more of a problem for smokers yeah we we need to uh, we need to do something about that and yeah and i was saying earlier about unnecessary flying there's a moral reason for that as well for goodness sake short haul flights are ethically unsound most of the fuels used taking off and landing so yeah you shouldn't use flights for short journeys if you're if you're into environmentalism should you so we need to we need to try and reform in so many ways reform our personal habits is this god's doing is god doing this is god putting us to the test and we blame god for sickness sin disease and death is it all god's fault i don't think god ever tests his people 
except for the inevitable ultimate test, which is free will itself. The whole universe was given free will. That's what Mullah Sadra, the great Islamic philosopher, would have us say. And that's much what St. Paul would say. They, they tend to go for it's God within whom we live and move and have our being. I'm not so inclined to say that. I think creation is a separate entity from the Godhead, the God the Father, or Father Mother God. But nonetheless, God doesn't create sin, doesn't create disease or death. It is a construct of free will which the entire universe god has taken his hand away tabit al-kul he is controller of all tabit al-kul he is controller of all oh, sorry that's the from the creed in arabic but he may be a controller of all but he does he's not manipulator of all yes he will answer prayer and he does, but he does not contrive to test us. That test exists because of free will. Stems from the beginning, from the creation. And yes, he gave us dominion over the animals, over the, over the earth. Perhaps that's a mistake. Give us dominion. We're poor custodians, are we not? You do not inherit the earth. You borrow it from your children. This disease came from, so they say, a wild animal meat market in Wuhan in China. That may or may not be true. It may or may not be the ultimate cause of the blooming thing. But bad behavior on the part of the Chinese, eh? There were a lot of bad behavior going on in this world. But whatever... The reason it's a wake-up call. I think it's a wake-up call in so many ways. And I can't help, God knows, I could be felled by it, as could you, but I can't help thinking that we deserve it. We deserve it. We do. Look at what we're doing to the environment. We are poor custodians of this earth. We deserve it is my opinion, and I say that, I shouldn't say that, I guess, but there you go, hey-ho, well, God bless us all, and I pray that this, this will be swiftly over, and swiftly done with, and the world will be able to move on, let's hope so, God bless you.